This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 213. about working to achieve your goals or resolutions. So we talked about starting over when you stop working or you experience a failure. So today I want to talk a little bit more about that and offer you some techniques for getting unstuck when you're feeling very overwhelmed. And we kind of talked about that before, um, but I'm hoping this is going to be a little bit of a different bent on it. So um, when we become overwhelmed with our goals, we have set them and then we just start to feel stuck and we, we kind of distract ourselves because we don't want to work on it. So I guess I'm going to call this podcast, So You're Stalled, Now What? Because that's what seems to happen, right? Where we've got goals set, we've got all these big ideas and we stall. And so it's kind of like the last podcast starting over, but it's a little bit different. So, but before we get into that, I just want to tell you that I have some amazing guests coming up in the next few weeks. So thanks for listening and joining me to work on yourself to become amazing veterinary professionals. You have incredible lives and I'm honored that you're here with me listening to what I have to say. We can change ourselves and our profession if we do it together, and we can. I'm excited to say that I think it's possible. So let's keep working towards that goal and all of our other things that we wanna achieve in life, right? Also, I want to make a shout out to my brilliant daughter, Bridget Capel, who has been working to try to get these videos up on YouTube for us to watch please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe and hit a couple of the like buttons if you can on some of the episodes so that Bridget knows that we appreciate her efforts because it's not easy with the amount of work that I give her to do for me. Also, um, while you're there, Bridget has her own YouTube channel if you want to learn more about color analysis or makeup with color analysis She's doing some personal style things. There's some opera videos there. And of course, Myers-Briggs, which is something that we both love. So it's all there and um, you can find that on Bridget's channel. But just shout out to Bridget and thank her for helping me to offer you these amazing podcasts. Also, if you would like to try life coaching or you're thinking about getting some help with your life goals, Go to my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com and find the link there for free coaching. I'd love to meet you and help you feel better and create some change for yourself. Okay, so let's start into this podcast about stalling or feeling stalled and then getting going again. We talked a little bit about the starting over piece where we quit and we have to keep starting over and over again. And that's part of it when we're working on our goals. But we also need to stay in the right frame of mind in order to keep ourselves from quitting or avoiding because that's what we usually do. 
whether it's a bad habit that you want to break, something that you want to start doing, a good habit that you want to adopt, a self-care practice, like you want to do more yoga or meditation or you know, Bible study or whatever you are, whatever you are thinking in that vein, or maybe you're considering a job change from your current practice or to another practice. Like you can create change in your practice or you can create change by leaving your practice, right? So whatever you're working on and whatever we want to change, we usually feel some kind of pain. And the bigger the change, the more pain you'll feel when you think about making it. When our brain perceives pain, what does it want to do, right? Escape, hide, run, quit. That's natural. That's your natural response to pain. Nobody likes pain. And remember, we've got that motivational triad in our brain. That's a natural part of our brain that wants to seek pleasure and avoid pain. It's normal. It's natural. So whenever you're working on change, expect it to show up. So the first step in getting beyond that stall is to accept that your brain wants to stay put. It wants to stay in the stall. It wants to quit. It wants to change course to do something easier because it feels better than the change that you're proposing to it, right? When I tell my brain I want to do something difficult, my brain is like, no, thank you. I'll just sit here and watch TV. I was talking to one of my coaching clients the other day and she had a life goal and she was struggling. She says, I just don't get it. I want to do the work. I've got an idea of what I need to do. I've got a schedule. I've got plans, but I'm avoiding them by distracting myself. She was distracting herself with other less important things. Like it feels easier to load the dishwasher or unload the dishwasher than it does to work on these big goals that you have, right? Your brain wants to choose something easy. So when we started to work through her thoughts and feelings about the goal she wanted to create, she started to talk about the problem being something that was lacking in her, something that was wrong with her, some internal flaw. She said things like, maybe I'm not focused enough to do this, or maybe I'm not smart enough. Who do I think I am for wanting to do this surgery or this goal? Maybe I'm not meant to do this. Maybe it's too big for me. And when I sit down to work on my book and edit my book, those are the same thoughts that my brain offers me. Maybe you're not smart enough to write a book. Maybe nobody will read it, right? We talked about that before. So these self-doubting thoughts are normal and natural when we challenge ourselves to live big. Safety is what our brain wants. But our soul, the real part of us, wants significance and value. We want to offer big things to the world. We want to change. We want to grow. But that little chihuahua is scared. So how do we care for that fearful chihuahua brain while pushing it to do things that it doesn't want to do? And there are some things that we can do, and it doesn't necessarily mean changing your thoughts because that is one way, but it isn't something that we absolutely have to do to change. Sometimes it's more about accepting the fear, acknowledging the fear. Because if your brain thinks that I should think differently and I should be able to handle the fear and uncertainty and I should be able to do this, 
you're just piling shame because you're shaming yourself, you're shooting yourself, you're piling that pain on top of an already overwhelmed brain and then you'll continue to procrastinate and feel stalled or stuck. So sometimes it helps, and this is what I do with a lot of my coaching clients when we're working on something difficult that they're really feeling that they're having a hard time overcoming, is start with the end in mind. Starting with the end goal sometimes will help us unlock the stalled brain and offer ourselves other thoughts about the goal without shaming ourselves to get there, without piling on more negative thoughts to that already negative brain. So for example, let's say that you're unhappy in your current job and you're thinking about either talking to your boss about changes that you want to make in your work environment or Perhaps you're thinking about leaving the job that you're in now. You're unhappy, but your brain is happy right where it is, no matter how much you complain or whine. Your brain is happy, your primitive brain. It feels safe because you know what to expect every day. Your higher brain is unhappy. So your chihuahua brain, the one that's happy, is happy because you know the people. You know how to drive there. You understand the schedule. You know the workflow, even if it sucks. You know what the boss wants from you, even if the boss is unreasonable. You know what to expect. And the knowing feels better than the unknown. And that's where the fear is coming from, right? So the trouble with a big change is that your brain doesn't know what's going to happen. You fear the things you can't see. And so your brain creates the worst case scenario in your head, right? This might happen if I change jobs. This might happen if I go in and talk to my boss. I've had a lot of veterinarians say to me, I can't talk to my boss because I'm afraid I'm gonna get fired. And so sometimes I'll just say, okay, I get that. I get that that's a scary proposition because I have been fired and it doesn't feel good. However, that thought that fear of maybe getting fired is keeping you stuck right where you are and you're not happy. So what's the worst case scenario? If you go in and talk to the boss and you do it in a reasonable way, I advise that you always think it through. You go in in a reasonable way to talk to the boss. What's the worst thing that can happen? You can get fired. So your fear might come true, but then so what? Because you wanted to leave anyway. And so that is how our brain works, right? Like when I got fired, I didn't like the way my practice ran. I wanted to change it. And so I kept pushing the owners to change and they didn't want to change. So they fired me. But you know what happened? It ended up being a great thing for me. It gave me a lot of life lessons and also got me to a better practice. So in order to unlock that brain, we have to start thinking about the why of the goal. What is the ultimate purpose of trying to create this thing for ourselves. What do you want and why do you want it? So I like to start by asking myself, or you can ask you, what will my life look like if I achieve this goal? Who is that person? And do I like that person? Do I want to be that person? Why do I want this change? And you may really need to dig deep to find a compelling enough reason to change. 
Because if you really don't want it and you don't see the value in suffering through the pain that you have to go through in order to change, then there's no reason to do it, right? But maybe you want a less taxing schedule in order to have a better life. And in order to get that, you have to talk to your boss. And in order to do that, you have to have a really good reason for yourself and maybe your boss. Because why would your boss want you to have a less stressful schedule? Think about their why before you go in and ask for what you want. How can you make it something that they want and you want? There's the key, right? To get some change in your practice. And if you can't come up with a strong enough why for yourself, then you won't be able to act in spite of those fearful thoughts, right? Because when we're trying to change, a lot of times we're just bringing those fearful thoughts and that chihuahua brain dragging him or her kicking and screaming with us, right? Those thoughts are scary and you're not going to be able to just push them away. You're going to have to bring them along. You have to act in spite of that fear, right? So let's talk about a few steps that you can do to not only create some of these goals, but actually follow through and achieve them while dragging that negative brain with you, right? So first we talked about starting with your vision and your why, and you have to be very specific. The more specific, the better. There was some research done by Locke and Latham. They found that 90% of the people that they studied with specific and challenging goals had higher performance than when they set their goals easy or goals that said like do your best or people that didn't have any goals at all. So in order to achieve goals, you've got to have some very specific and actually challenging goals. So starting with your vision of the future and your why, your goals can be large or small, but remember that large ones will make you more successful than small ones, right? And then expect the resistance, expect stalling. When you push for those large goals or the things that scare you, expect there to be that negative emotion. I like choosing these big goals and then breaking them down into little bit smaller tasks so my brain feels a little bit safer taking the small steps. It still fights, but it feels a little bit safer because when I've broken those big goals down into smaller goals, it doesn't feel as overwhelming. So in our job change example, maybe that would be doing some research into your hospital finances and your boss's goals to understand your position better in relation to their position about the practice. Maybe preparing your ask by asking yourself if you're being reasonable. And if you can find a way to make it a win-win for you and your hospital, you and your boss, you're more likely to get that implemented change. I had this happen to me early on in my hospital ownership journey. I had a couple of veterinarians working for me, and I was a relatively young leader. And my veterinarians kind of teamed up and challenged our schedule. They wanted to change the way we did on-call, and they wanted to change the way we scheduled our doctor time by taking an, an additional half day off a week. And so they came to me in, in two, you know, two by two, and sat down with me, and they argued that they would feel more happy and more productive if they had a bit more free time 
and they would make better medical decisions when they were at work and they would bring in more money because they would be better rested if we didn't have to come in on call and all the things like they really thought it through. And I had never considered it because I had that schedule when I first started working at the practice before I bought it. It was the same schedule I had had for years. And so I didn't even think about adjusting it. I just kind of felt like that's the way it was. But when they presented their case to me and they were able to unravel my thinking about the schedule so I could consider their request, I was able to change the schedule. And I said to them, okay, let's try it and see what happens. And we never went back. We got rid of our on-call. It wasn't that difficult to do. The clients didn't get upset like I thought they would. And we had more time off during the week. And we did work better. We were happier. We were more productive when we were there. So that's the kind of thinking I'm talking about. That win-win, what's the outcome? What are we looking for thinking so we can think through all the objections of our own brain and of our boss's brain, right? So now that you have the idea of why you're stuck and stalled and you have a vision or a why, how can we start to move forward? So the first way and the first thing you have to do, and we've kind of talked about this, is accept the negative feelings and be okay with feeling them. If you recognize the thoughts you're creating and why, because your chihuahua is scared, right? You can work through them and question them one by one. Don't fight them. That chihuahua is tough, right? They are unrelenting. They don't give up. Just accept that you have fear, but you're choosing to push forward with it anyway and bring it along because fighting that brain creates more stress and more feelings of overwhelm. And once your vision is clear, then the next step would be to just brainstorm. Brainstorm the things that it's going to take and the actions that you're going to have to take to get whatever it is that you want to get. And brainstorming could be as short as five minutes if it's something fairly simple that you want to do, or it can take weeks or months or sometimes even years. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Don't let that idea that you have to create a goal within a month or a year or two years, don't let that pull you off of your vision. It doesn't matter how long it is. Just know what the end goal is and work until you have it. If it's creating a family, if it's, you know, having a baby, if it's having a, you know, bigger house, like whatever it is, it doesn't have to happen tomorrow. And I'm the most impatient person in the world and I want everything to happen in a short period of time, but I just understand that about myself and so I can work with myself, right? Instead of against myself. So, once you get a list of action steps, Remember that you may not know all the answers, and in most cases, you won't know all the answers. But action steps could just be, number one, I need to find out. I need to research. That could be an action step. I need to research what my first action step should be, or I need to research what it's going to take to start a website or you know, change jobs, or are there jobs out there if you're looking for a new job Just a starting point. And maybe you don't know. Your brain's going to say, I don't know, so I can't do it. No, you can still do it without knowing. And you may even have to ask for help or talk to someone that already has what you want. Somebody that has already achieved it. When I wanted to be a practice owner, I talked to a lot of practice owners. It's like, how did you get there? 
And there's a million different ways to do that. So I had to decide how I was going to do it. And then take those action steps to learn what I needed to learn to actually do it. So when you meet with somebody that has what you have, ask them, how did they do it? How did they get there? Is there another way to do it if that way that they got there isn't acceptable to you? So you need some steps laid out. And then when you have those action steps, if you stall and you start to feel stuck and you're like, okay, I'm stalling, I'm failing, my brain wants me to quit, then go back to the action steps and decide to take another one. Even if it's not the one you're working on. If the one you're working on failed, then either make up another one that you can work on or just go back to your list and be like, well, that didn't work, so maybe I should start here. And then try it again. And that's how you accomplish. It's like failure after failure, step after step, slog after slog. And remember that when you have action steps, you're going to want them to be like a goal. You want them to be kind of specific so you know where you're going. You want to give yourself a time limit, right? It's not, I'm going to research how to write a book forever. Nope, I've got to figure it out so I can start my book. So it has to be somewhat measured. If you give yourself too much time, then you're not going to do it. You're just going to weenie out. So if your timetable is inaccurate, though, still don't stop. So if you give yourself a month and it takes a month and a half, that's okay. Sometimes we have to just make up the timetable because we really don't know how long it'll take. So just decide how long you think it will take and then put that action step down. I'm going to research starting a website and it's going to take me two days, you know, 48 hours, and then write that down. And when am I going to spend those 48 hours here, here, and here? And it probably won't take 48 hours in reality, but at least it gives your brain some kind of like guideposts to keep you focused, right? And then start. And then I like to make sure everything's written out and prioritized because sometimes when you have a bunch of action steps and you don't have them in a priority order, your brain gets overwhelmed and then you don't want to start, right? So just pick the one that you think is the most important and do it. And then if that turns out not to be the priority, you can always go back and reprioritize, but make sure you write it down. So as you're writing, it feels very rote. It feels very deliberate because as your brain fights you, you're going to need some strength. So deliberate and planning and all of that gives our brain structure and strength. There was a study, another study, by Dr. Gail Matthews of Dominican University in California. And she did some uh, research on effectiveness of actually writing down your goals. And that study showed that people who write their goals down have a better chance of accomplishing them and more of them than those who don't write them down. So however you write, if you handwrite like I do, if you type it on your computer, if you have sticky notes all over your wall, like whatever works for you, but put it down. And you can put your goals and dreams and your why somewhere that you can see it every day. And I like that. I mean, I have people that create vision boards, which I don't have, and I always think that I wanna do, um, but I have like little Uh, three by five cards and four by six cards that I post my goals on. So I post my whys, I post my mission, and then I do a lot of handwritten pages of goals. And then I move it into my bullet journal and onto my calendar. So whatever works for you, just come up with a way to write it down 
so you've got it. And then the vision needs to be where you can see it. So put that somewhere as well. You need the finish line to be visible. It's kind of like if you've ever run a race or, you know, like I did a bike, a really long bike ride one time. And when you see that finish line, like you really, you can really pour it on because you are like so over it, but that finish line motivates you to finish. So remember that putting that finish line up is an important piece of not stalling. And the last and most important step into getting over your fear of change is expecting the negative thoughts and the feelings to be there throughout your journey. Your self-doubt will follow you. The questions will follow you. The feelings of inadequacy will follow you. Sometimes the shame will follow you, right? I, I often have thoughts of, why didn't I do this earlier in my life? And that's, that's just me shaming myself, right? So expect that to be there, but it's your job to accept that you'll have those doubts and do it anyway. Most people that create big things don't know how they're going to get there. They all have that imposter syndrome and feeling of self-doubt, but they start and they continue to work anyway, even when they're feeling stalled, even when they're feeling these overwhelming feelings. I didn't know how I was going to finish my book, but then I just did it. And now I'm there, right? So just remember that that's the way it goes. If you want to start a veterinary hospital, you're not going to know how to do it. I didn't know how to do it until I decided to do it. And then I took the steps to make it happen, right? It's frightening, yes, but impossible. No, it's not impossible. So whatever you have on your heart to achieve right now, Maybe it's a family relationship. Maybe it's you want to grow your family. Maybe it's a fulfilling veterinary life, a better veterinary life. Whatever it is, create the vision and then watch your brain freak out. Then begin the work and get there. And the last thing I want to say about stalling and starting again is to reach out for help if you need to. This is difficult work, but there are people like me that know the steps and have been through the steps that can help you. So don't feel that you're unusual and that you're the only one that has these thoughts that you're not good enough and that you feel shame. That's just your normal brain, everybody's normal brain, lying to you and lying to us. So this week and for the next couple weeks, I want you to really think about where you are and where you want to be. And we don't seek change to make us happy. We can be happy right where we are now and then seek change to feel growth and have experiences in the world and do big things. Now, I have two quotes before I leave you. One is from Tony Robbins, the great Tony Robbins, and it is, he says, the fastest way to change your state is not with your mind, it's with your body. He says, when you do that, You'll get out of the funk in two minutes. But if you sit here and try to think yourself out of it, people get circular thoughts. And I think what he means by that is your thinking will sometimes just have to go with you. Like we want to change our thoughts, but sometimes we just have to bring those negative thoughts along and act. And so that's why I picked that quote. And the other quote that I picked is from Les Brown. And it says, life has no limitations except the ones you make. And isn't that true? It's a shame that we hold ourselves back so much and we keep ourselves in that stall. So go out there this week, 
Have some happy thoughts while you're working on these goals and have a beautiful, productive week. Bye.